Hey there, welcome back to the Clay on the Stage podcast. How are you? It's been a week. I haven't heard from you. <laughs> I'm Angela Lucier. I'm your host. I'm also a speaker, author, and the founder of the Speaking School for Women and the Speaker Sisterhood. And today's episode is completely dedicated to the women of the speaking school. And I emailed them last week and I said, Hey guys, we haven't talked for a little while. I'm getting ready to launch the speaking school for women again on February 21st. And I would love to hear what you guys have been up to since you graduated from our class. And I heard back from a bunch of them and I am so excited to share with you some of their stories about what has changed in their speaking business since they finished the course advice they have for women who are interested in being a paid speaker and also some other funny stories. I mean, it's like, I laughed so hard. I, I recorded all of these interviews earlier today and I just really enjoyed hearing from them. And what I get, what I feel like when I talk to them is like, they're my family. Like we went through so much together. I've taught the speaking school for women twice so far last spring and last fall. So this will be my third time teaching it. And I just get so close to everybody who takes the course because it's such a personal journey and I get to be along for the ride with them. And I just enjoy it. And every time I get to hear from them, whether it's through email or if they give me a call or I see them on social media, I'm just so pumped for them because I know how much work they did to get where they are. And it's really exciting to be able to share their stories with you. So today is uh, part one of a two-part series, and you'll get to hear from two students, Megan Godorov and Kelsey Flynn. Megan is from Pennsylvania. Kelsey lives in Western Mass right by me. And uh, they're going to talk to you about their journey. And it's really exciting because while there are a lot of similarities, there are also a lot of differences. And I hope that you'll get something out of their advice and their stories and some of the things that they're sharing that really help you to see what it's like to be a speaker. You know, what does it really mean to get paid to get up and share your ideas and to share your advice and your stories? It's, it's a really exciting life. And if you're not familiar with the Speaking School for Women and you're like, dude, what are you talking about right now? <laughs> Let me tell you what that is. <laughs> That's a great question. The Speaking School for Women is a six-week online course that I teach live each week for an hour to an hour and a half, and it teaches you all the steps you need to take to become a paid speaker. So we, we develop your speaker brand, which you'll hear in the conversations with these women that that is no small feat. Um, we'll talk about how to market yourself, how to set your rates, how to find your niche, how to connect with the right people and build your network, how to build your signature talk. We get into all the stuff that helps to prepare you to go out and speak and get paid to do it. It's very fun. There's there's one-on-one -on -one coaching, there's group coaching, there's a Facebook community, and you're doing it alongside like-minded women who all are on a mission to share their voice in the world. It's very exciting. So um, I'm going to jump into that, but before I do, I want to just thank my sponsor, McNally Communications. You can say it better. They'll show you how. You can get more information at McNallyCommunications.com. All right. Without further ado, I will share with you my interview with Megan Godrov. Megan Gadara, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. I'm really excited to talk about my experience. Can you tell us what you do and who you help? Sure. So I am a career coach and speaker 
who helps mid-career professionals get unstuck. So I help them think about what's next in their careers, help them to maybe do something as basic as revamp a resume or to launch them into a whole new job search and really rethink what it is that they want to do. So I work one-on-one with individuals and I also partner with organizations and companies to deliver this kind of material that helps you know, these professionals be more effective in the workplace. I don't necessarily believe that everybody needs to leave the workplace that they're in. Maybe they need to dig deeper. They need to ask more questions. They need to get more skills and, and really know how to grow and develop in that organization. Or they need to assess and say, yeah, this place isn't for me and I need to find a new field or new company or industry. So I help along the whole spectrum of that. That is so important because when you're in that position where you feel like you have nowhere to go, you don't know who to talk to, you feel alone, you feel like your boss doesn't get you, your work isn't fulfilling, it can be really lonely and scary. So I love that you've figured out that there needs to be support at that point in the career journey and that you really understand what that's like and you're able to provide the inspiration, the resources, and the the helping hand because it's really helpful to just know like, oh, this person gets me. I'm not a total weirdo. <laughs> like, yes. This is going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of people are just on an island and, you know, I've been there where I've just felt like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Like, this doesn't seem right to me. And it takes courage and it's a risk to to try something new and you know it doesn't have to be as drastic as what people think like I'm going to go from nonprofit to the corporate world and this is going to be great you know I mean I think that you just have to work along the lines of of what's um, possible for you mm-hmm. and that takes some partnership that's awesome and I loved having you in class because you're someone who is so curious about like everything that you're always <laughs> <laughs> you're always asking really great questions. You make me think more about what I'm doing and, and why I'm doing it. And you're just you're always so focused on your growth and development. And I just think that's such a cool thing that just really like defines you and makes you such a great speaker. So I'm excited to have you on the show and ask you. You were in the fall class last last year, and I want to mm-hmm. know what has changed for you since you finished the speaking school. Yeah, I have an actual like I have a list of oh maybe twelve points. <laughs> so I'm shocked. I think that yeah right. I think that speaks to your point that you just made about me. You know that I'm curious and that I learn and and that I really want to grow and develop. And I think that's part of what I really enjoyed about the speaking school because there was always opportunity for that. So I've definitely changed a lot, and I think what I can really say first and foremost is that it sort of took me back to basics. I had been speaking and running workshops and delivering workshops in my full-time job, you know, in higher ed. And I I was just doing it based on what I had learned through that, you know, through that function and not necessarily thinking about it from a business standpoint. So the school speaking school allowed me to really take a step back and learn about some of the foundational skills that I would need, you know, just like pricing and how to get prepared for a talk. And so I think it changed me in the sense that I was able to really get that solid foundation back and to reset what I was thinking about speaking and how to go about running that side of my business, because it was really going to be a way for me to grow not only who I was to others, you know, to show them who I am and what I can bring, but also to grow in my skill of speaking. So it really helped me in that way. And I think I gained a lot of confidence in the process. I mean, I consider myself to be pretty confident, but I, I realized that it was more than just that, you know, that, that I had, I had to, I guess, learn more about the step-by-step and the, and the nuts and bolts of it to really take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so I don't know if you have other questions about that, but those are like the, the main things that I feel like I, I gained from it. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, like it, when you're on the phone with an event organizer or a potential client who wants to have you come in and speak, do you feel like you're more prepared to have those conversations and say, here are my speaking topics and here's how much it'll cost and like asking the right questions? Like, what is that experience like? Yeah, I think that they seek me out more now, too, because I have something that I can put out there and showcase that I do on a regular basis. So, you know, I've had multiple organizations come to ask me to do a specific presentation on LinkedIn that I've created. Um, others are starting to learn more about the fact that I think about mid-career professionals and that I want them to get unstuck, which is all part of what I tried to do in a systematized way to not only think about how I am as a speaker, but also know who I am as a business owner and so and what and what clientele do I really want to get access to or or be in front of so they take me seriously because I've thought it through and I think that that has changed the way I do business and it's also changed the way that people see me so not only honing my voice which I think is really you know a thread of this whole thing but also how do you hone your voice and then make money from it yeah <laughs> it's um it's you know pretty pretty interesting to put those two together and I can see it in a different way now. I think that I ask for money, more money too, like, <laughs> which is good because you realize you invested it in yourself and taking the, the class and now you can ask for more because you know your worth. Yeah. And, and so are you finding that you're getting what you're asking for? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I'm surprised, you know, because, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm a trained negotiation, salary negotiation expert and I do this for other women that are in more traditional jobs, right? And so I'm not really in a traditional job. You know, an entrepreneur is not really, it's hard to sort of argue with yourself for more money. And that's sort of what you're doing at times. You know, you're arguing, okay, am I worth this amount? Are they gonna bear, is the market gonna bear this amount? What is what is really reasonable? And I found that it was. So, you know, and I think, why didn't I ask for more? So it's giving me more confidence uh, to be able to do that as well. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So I'm wondering if you had any unexpected aha moments, growth or developments that arrived as a result of the work you did in speaking school. Yeah, I remember one of the conversations that we had during our little one-on-one -on -one coaching calls, which were great. Like it was a great addition because, you know, your mind starts to swirl about, wow, I could do this or I could do that. Or I had this question about this content and you were just able to say, okay, now let's focus. And here's the 20 minutes that we're going to spend to do X, Y, and Z. And it was really nice. And I think that in one of those calls, I had the aha moment that I needed to package myself differently, that, you know, this wasn't just okay, I'm going to be a speaker now or a separate from my business. It's like this, this can work together. I need to systematize what I'm thinking about for mid-career professionals and what I want to talk about to people in the community, you know, whether that be directly to those professionals or, you know, as a representative of an organization that's bringing me in, I needed to really think about what was going to happen next. And you said to me, well, why not just, you know, package this and make the signature talk that you have, the kickstart of the program that you're trying to develop around mid-career professionals. And so I thought, oh, yeah, you're brilliant. And <laughs> this is amazing. And so it really gave me the impetus to say, yes, this is a product that I can have. And here's how I can use speaking to drive people to that product or vice versa. And it sort of gave me the impetus to look at the themes of what I was thinking about over these years, because it's, it's hard when you're doing it by yourself, right? You don't really have anybody to, to, to vet things with. You just have to hope that you have good amount of mentors in your, in your life that you can turn to. And, you know, I think in this program, you've, 
you were definitely one before, but I think, you know, you, you were able to be one even further. And that allowed me to have an aha moment that, you know, was giving me the chance to launch the program in March. So, you know, it's just one of those things where you never know what, what ideas will come your way. And that one was an aha moment for sure. Awesome. Would you say that that moment felt freeing in some ways because you were able to then say, okay, I have like 800 ideas in front of me, but right now I'm just going to focus on this one thing and like let the other stuff go? Or did you have different feelings about it? At first I thought, yes, I have an answer to all my problems, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> because I am such an ideas person. I love coming up with new ideas and I feel very excited when I have ideas that I can think about. But I thought, yeah, but all the other ideas that I've been considering fit into this so well that I can just funnel it all or channel them all right into what I was going to create. So it was definitely freeing to begin with. And then obviously you have to do the work. So that's a little bit upsetting because you're thinking, oh, my gosh, now it's such a big project because now I know what I need to do. But I've broken it down, you know, little by little. And I've allowed myself to put all those ideas in one book, you know, and I have them there and I can then create the program and, you know, chip away at it. So it it was just the right kind of catalyst to get me moving in the direction that I felt that I was a professional then, you know, it was like almost like a self-affirming moment. And, um, you know, I guess I'm realizing that it was more powerful than even I just thought when I wrote it down to share with you. But, but yeah, I think that that's, a really big piece of how I feel like I can be successful in my business. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. And do you have any wisdom or advice for women who are thinking about becoming paid speakers or adding this to their business that might be helpful and getting them to, I don't know, feel better about it or get clarity? Yeah, I would say just take advantage of any time you can speak up. Um, because, you know, I felt like I was one of those individuals that walked into the class knowing that I had already started to hone my voice, whereas others in the class needed to sort of start fresh. And no matter where you were along the spectrum, everybody had the chance to grow in their way of knowing not only about the speaking, the business of speaking, right? There's like a, you're going to share with anybody who takes the course, you know, just what does the speaking business look like? But then also, how are you going to be successful for you individually? And I realized that I love doing this, you know, and, and you, but I only got to know that if I tried it and I tried it in a new context, it wasn't just because I had to do it for work in between all the other stuff I was doing. It was because I was intentionally thinking about this as an avenue for business development and I needed to treat it differently. So I just tried, you know, and people have asked me to run a random workshop on leadership and others have asked me to run a workshop on LinkedIn and others have asked me to think about resumes and interviewing and, so I've been able to test out my knowledge and, and I thought to myself one time I was at this, um, the new gig that I was doing or one of the first gigs that I did when I came back to the Lehigh Valley at, um, a, a local university and I was in the front of the room and I was a little nervous cause that's normal. Um, as you'll learn when you take the class and, um, <laughs> and I thought, wow, I am in the right place because as scary as it was to put myself out there and try it differently as a business owner, doing speaking, I thought, this is really fun. I'm going to have a great time here. And it just like I turned it on. And and so I think putting yourself in the situation is the best way of really learning and growing and facing the fear and being afraid because being afraid is an indication of, of something that you're doing is right, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just I really want to encourage others to try that and and claim the stage in whatever way you can. You know, it's even if it's just 
standing up in a staff meeting to present on a topic uh, or something you've been researching or to raise your hand and speak up in a meeting because you haven't done that before. I mean, there's so many ways that you can, you can claim the stage. And I, you know, just to the speaking of the podcast, I mean, I, I really feel like listening to the podcast while I was doing the course also helped me as well. Cause it reaffirmed everything that I was learning in the course. So yeah, just take advantage of it and be afraid and that's going to be okay. You have, you have a resource. I mean, I, one of the other things that I gained, you know, going back to what has changed, I guess the first question a little bit, I now have a, a community of women that I can turn to, to say, Hey, I had this speaking gig and it went horribly or it went wonderfully. And what, what do you guys think? And how could I learn from you? And, you know, so it's, it's just been really nice to connect with other people that are going through the same kind of thing. And, um, I would encourage them to just share their voice. Um, mostly anywhere you can, <laughs> uh, you know, one of the, one of the things I will say is that, you know, through this process, I also learned how to use Facebook live and I wanted to do it because I wanted to test it out. I love to try new things and it was sort of new at the time. And, it's another way of speaking, right? It's another way of showcasing who you are and trying something new and being brave and uh, being courageous about something that is really scary or new. And so there's just so many ways that you can speak, so many ways that you can share your voice. And I would just encourage them to to do that and try it in whatever ways they want. Yeah. And that, that came from the week in the speaking school about marketing and picking one new marketing method, right? And you picked yeah. Facebook Live. I did. Yeah. Yep. And I love watching them because you're like, you're always like in the car and you're like, I'm about to go to a networking event. And, <laughs> <laughs> and they're always, I feel like they're stealthy. You're like, you're in stealth mode and you're like, I'm about to <laughs> I'm go try the new thing. It's true though. I feel kind of stealthy because one time I was in my car before the network, the mentoring program that I was going to, that I just started here and I, and I had parked. And so like people are walking by, it's in like a, a major little downtown. And so <laughs> I'm, just, I'm kind of like all bundled up still in my winter outfit and I'm talking and I'm really excited. So I'm talking fast and, and it, it just feels like I'm giving people an insider look at what I'm thinking and what I'm doing and advice along the way. And so it's been, it's been really fun to try out and it was free. So I thought <laughs> bonus, you know, why not take advantage of something free? Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> Megan, you're such a leader and I love, I admire your curiosity and I just love that you jump into things and you've made so many great points over the course of this conversation about doing things, even if you're not ready, trying out topics, you know, pushing yourself to, to do the work that might feel uncomfortable, but doing it because you know that at the end of it, you're going to learn something and it's going to get you closer to your goals. And that is something that I think everybody should be, you know, paying attention to and trying for themselves. So I would love for you to share how people can find out more information about you, both on your website and also on social media so they can follow you and your brilliant ideas. Yes. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So you can find me, sign up for my newsletter, get more information about my speaking engagements and whatnot on my website, which is www.megangodorov.com, M-E-G-H-A-N, Godorov, G-O-D-O-R-O-V. And um, yeah, I'm on Facebook and also on Instagram, but that's more like inside of what I do. I I love to take pictures. And so if you just want to you know, look at my pictures, you could certainly do that. But again, um, I will be launching my mid-career Kickstarter program, which will be an online course in March. So if you're interested or confused about what you want to do next and really want to learn more, you can always reach out to me uh, via my contact page on my website or sign up for my newsletter and get more information in the next month. 
Yeah, and people can also see your amazing photography, which every time I see, I'm like, oh my God, she took that picture with an iPhone camera. How is that possible? Like, I love going on Instagram just to look at your stuff. So people should follow you there too. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. It's been like a really fun pet project of mine. And another wonderful mentor and friend of mine encouraged me to do it about two years ago. And she said, you know, just try it, just see what it's like. I'm like, what is Instagram? You know, (laughs) and I've just loved it. I've, I've, um, I really enjoyed it. And it's, it's been one of those things, especially as a business owner, that has been a great outlet for creativity. Not that you're not already creative as a business owner, but you know, it's just another way of, of developing yourself. And I've found it to be another little, um, fun thing for me to do. So yes, if you would love, if you love pictures, please, please join me there. I would love to have you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And Megan, is there anything else you want to add before we sign off? Um, just to say thank you to you because, I mean, without that course and your mentorship in that regard, I probably wouldn't be in the place I am with my business. And it is scary branching off and doing it on your own, you know, just really hoping that you know what you're doing and just experimenting along the way. And it's been really great, or it was really great to have the speaking school to sort of turn to every week and grow and learn from. And it really catapulted me, I think, into the space I am now. So thank you to you and um, really endorse speaking school for those who are just on the edge maybe of thinking about it because it is a great investment and um, was really fun. Oh, awesome. Thanks for sharing that. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Isn't Megan great? All right, before we jump into our next interview with Kelsey Flynn, I want to do a little intermission. I have a quick story shared by France Hetty, who was a member of the spring class last year, and she's out of the country. She was unavailable to be part of the podcast, but she still wanted to contribute. So she did write something and asked me to read it. So we'll do a quick story here from France Mouton Hetty. She's a life improvement consultant. Here's what she has to say. In the spring of 2016, I took Angela Lucier's speaking school, and it really helped to move my dream along. I wanted to leave teaching behind and start to do something that feeds my soul more. In January of 2017, I launched my private business as a life improvement consultant. The exercises and assignments that I did in that class, the speaking school, helped me to figure out my niche, get clarity on who my ideal client is, get started creating my first signature talk, and actually book myself at two local libraries to give that talk. All the while, I also created my website as Angela told me that I needed to have one. In six weeks, I accomplished so much. Angela is fun and gentle in her approach, yet she packs a lot into her weekly modules. If you keep up with the assignments, in the end, you'll be amazed at what you got done and how much you've grown. I now help women transform their life in mind, body, and spirit. I educate about the importance of taking control of your wellness by drastically reducing the toxins in your environment and creating an organic lifestyle. I offer wholeness energetic sessions where we engage in a conversation with your subconscious mind to find and release blocks so that you're able to connect with your true self, your joyous self. I also work with astrology and numerology to help you become aware of what your blueprint indicates, which helps you make life decisions that are aligned with who you are. And lastly, I address answering questions by interpreting a card spread similar to a tarot reading, except that my cards are astrology, the language that I have studied and observed for 37 years now. Whatever excites you, you can make a living doing that, and being a speaker will allow you to tell the world about your offerings. I highly recommend taking this class because Angela is teaching from experience, and she truly cares and connects with her students. Thank you so much, France. 
You can find out more about France at francemoutonhedy.com, and her name is spelled like the country. Mouton is spelled M-O-U-T-O-N, and then Hedy is H-E-A-D-Y, francemoutonhedy.com. So, France, thank you for your contribution to our podcast. And now we'll move on to my interview with Kelsey Flynn. Enjoy. All right, I want to welcome Kelsey Flynn, the one and only, to the show. Kelsey, thanks for being here. I'm excited, Angela. I'm a big fan. <laughs> thanks. Um, I was excited to know that you wanted to come on and talk about your experiences because you're someone who has this great career. You have this amazing family. You ha- you are hilarious, and you have like these great aspirations and stories to share. And I just thought, like, wow, it's just it's an honor to have you and to be able to talk about what you've been working on and, and the kind of change you want to create in the world. So thanks so much for being here. Gosh, thanks, Angela. I, that makes that means so much to me because I. <laughs> When I first met you, like a year ago, almost to the day, it was February, I think. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? And Yeah, it was. It, and I remember, because um, Kathy McNally intro- interviewed us, the one, I mean, introduced us, the one and only Kathy, and I called her immediately after we had um, our dinner. We went to um, mm-hmm. the Hofbrau, Hofbrau House in Chicopee. The Munich House. Munich. Uh, Munich. That's right. The other German <laughs> restaurant in our area. And uh, I called her immediately and was like, she's a rock star, Kathy. She's too cool. <laughs> and uh, so to be here a year later and, and to be pals and to hear that really um, um, very kind introduction means so much. So thank you. And I owe a lot of that uh, to you and the experience I had with the speaker school. Oh, thank you. Well, why don't we start by having you tell everyone what you do and who you are? Um, so <laughs> I am, during the day, I like to refer to myself as a corporate woman of mystery. And uh, <laughs> uh, in that, I, I do have a day job as a communicator, but I am working to transition to my own business of speaking and also teaching and uh, it, along two lines. The speaking is around the idea of the digital detox and how much we are addicted to our devices, really how that's going to, um, that really has a high cost to us in terms of our our bodies and our physical health as well as our mental health and just our creative freedom and health expression and and, and just the, the disservice we're doing to ourselves by letting these devices kind of our time and what we do with them. So that's one aspect. And then the other teaching-wise is um, using improv comedy and how that can really unlock a lot within the workplace, whether it is the corporate world or the nonprofit world or the academic world. And Because and, um, that's really been my operating system since 1989 when I started improv comedy. So speaking wow. and teaching and transitioning into that. Awesome. And I would love to hear from you, like, what has changed since you finished the speaking school, if you've had any aha moments or developments or success stories, and just kind of like turn the floor over to you to hear about what you've been doing, because you did the speaking school last spring, Mm -hmm. and it's been, you know, seven or eight months since then. So tell us what you've been up to. Well, I'm so glad you asked, Angela. (laughs) Uh, Before, I'll just take 
um, a few steps back to say before I started the speaking school, I kind of looked at what I am good at as something that I couldn't take seriously. So what I'm good at is I, I um, and I didn't even think I was necessarily good at it. You know, I just thought, yeah, I can make people laugh. That's fine. Um, and um, I can get up in front of people and talk that and, and, and enjoy that process. But I never gave value to that. I, I just looked at it like, but in the meantime, I need a job and I, I need to know that I have income. And then I met you and you were talking about the speaker school and I had already done within my day job some speaking uh, based on the digital detox just because of kind of kismet. You know, it just happened that somebody needed a talk and I am fine about talking with people, so I did it. And then I started taking um, the speaker school and, you know, doing the weekly meetings with you and the assignments. And all of a sudden, the light bulb went off around, oh, this is a value. And not just a value, but this is something that can really be a living, like really can um, be a career, can um, be something of worth and of uh, excitement and and be a reality because prior, like I said, it just felt like not uh, something that was for real or, or that I would give credibility like, to. Let me put that mm-hmm. Or something like other people can do, right. but I'm, I'm... That's other yeah. people. That's not me. <laughs> that Oh, story of my life, Angela. Yeah, that's that person. <laughs> that's not... That's not Kelsey Flynn. Um, and when I started taking the time to devote for the class and then the really fun and engaging assignments that, you know, you offer through the class, I realized, hey, you're dedicating time for this and and hearing people like the other um, participants' experiences. And it just gave value to something that I hadn't given before. So that was kind of the the aha moment, but also what changed is now just the the self-confidence and the, the self-worth that has boosted since my experience in the class is huge. And that's not a return or a metric that you can measure, but it's, I think, bigger than that because it has, you know, before my perspective was colored one way and one way against myself. But now, thanks to, you know, the work you offer, I have been able to shift that gaze, shift that perspective, and I think, you know, kind of change the brain wiring that goes along with that to feel that this is possible and that really it's not about magic or um, someone else that they're going to come around and do this for me. It's that, no, if you really, when you sit down and you put value on what it is that's important to you and then follow through with the action steps required, then that is when the magic happens because results are next. Um, So, like, there was this great um, quote someone shared with me from uh, Kripalu's 
um, website, the Krupalu uh, Retreat Center in the Berkshires, and it said something mm-hmm. like ma- um, intention plus action equals magic. And that's mm-hmm. a lot of what I'm trying to get at, I guess, is that your class is what got me to really put down my root in where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And have you seen that, that confidence and that mindset and perspective shift um, kind of like leak into other parts of your life that br- brings you new perspective there and helps you to see your, the potential differently? Um, I, I will actually kind of turn that around in that I, there are places that I feel confident in that I would keep locked away. So I feel confident in, you know, you were so kind to reference my family. Like I, I feel 100% at home and myself when I'm with my family. It was more when I am out in the work world or the professional world, however you want to refer to it, that I would feel terrified. Mm-hmm. And because of what we're doing and, and the class and, and the work that I have been doing as a result, it's more that I realize, oh, that's not just my confidence over there in that part of my world. That is now leaking into this part of my world. So I realized, you know, that I have it, I experience it, and it can be in this time. It can also, that confidence, um, I can now pull into this place where I didn't have it before. Mm -hmm. Because that kind of, the work we did, you know, helped unlock that place that I just thought, no, I'm only good at this thing. I'm only Mm -hmm. good at personal stuff. You know, whereas, like, no, you can bring the personal part. Like, that's it. It's like, you can bring yourself into what you do. And I didn't didn't have that connection before this Mm. class, really. So do you notice that your presentations are different with that mindset in, in, in place? Like, okay, I can be me up here and I can still be valuable and I can create an experience that will leave people oh, yeah. feeling and doing things yeah. differently. Oh, that's cool. For sure. Yeah, because I would say what it happens is before, so, you know, before the, the speaker school, I, I'd been up in front of people a lot of times. I was, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, stand-up comedy isn't how I make my living, but I've done it a lot. And before doing the class and, and the resulting work, I would, the panic would be so huge before doing stand-up or just, you know, the corporate speaking. It would just be like, I really hope they like me. I really <laughs> hope they like me. What if they don't? And it would affect me being up there. Like I, would, I would get through it okay, but I would, you know, it would be fine, but the experience for me was not fine. Hmm. And the prep for me was not fine. So once I started, we did this class and I did a couple of um, the, you know, you do this wonderful thing about, hey, call your library. They need, you know, they are always doing programming. Offer your talk. And so I thought that's never going to happen. But funny thing, I called my library and I got my talk booked, you know, and just doing that and doing it um, in another place that was just low hanging fruit. I had that aha moment again of you know you can be yourself and it's going to be okay and when I it just was such a huge relief and that that the confidence so I had a a big um talk that I had to give um that I had to write a whole new material for um like half an hour's worth or so and um 
It was about the election, like, you know, only the one of the most heated and divisive moments in American history. And um, leading up to it, and I, and, and I, was, I looked at it, I was like, this is going to be fun. What? And I came at it with this, you know, piece of let's look at this from the, the fun side and the exciting side versus the defeatist side that I used to do all the time. Like, well, go ahead and do it. It's not going to be very good, but you made the date, so you better do it. And now, you know, I look at it and I, and I mean, like I said, it would be successful, but it wouldn't be enjoyable for me. And now it was enjoyable from start to finish. Like I was, and I feel like as a result, there's no question it's steps above where I was before. Not to say, I don't want a picture of like, I was Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh and just like, hi everyone, I'm Kelsey <laughs> Flynn, thanks for having me. Um, but it's, you know, when you feel that that sense of purpose in yourself and you can connect with it and you get excited by it and you want to connect with other people with it. Um, there's no, there's no other result than just a, 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 a more engaging and present presentation and experience overall. Um, and there, I, I it, it, it definitely had a result of it. And also, I want to work on it. Before, I would get it done and be like, okay, it's done. I'll just uh, take a look at it the day before and be all set. And now, it's, <laughs> I you know, get the assignment, you know, work on it, and keep working on it and keep improving it because I want to do it. So I think connecting with yeah. that confidence and connecting with that sense of self um, just makes it all the more exciting to and it's what you want to do versus what you have to do. Yeah, exactly. And I'm really glad you're talking about this because I think what you're uncovering is the hidden benefit of speaking school because it's not just about learning your brand and creating a marketing plan and you know reaching out to event organizers. There's a whole internal transition that takes place and that mm. is building your self-worth, building your confidence and having more fun along the way because like you said, sometimes it felt like you were just kind of doing it because you had to do it and you were like, let's get this over with and it's going to suck. Mm -hmm. But now it's like mm -hmm. there's a new ease that comes with it and it feels like something you look forward to and something you want to be mm -hmm. part of and you feel more confident so I'm really glad you brought that up because I do think that that's that's what it's all about it's the experience you know it's like why are we doing this if we're not enjoying it <laughs> right and in fact that was you said that during class one night and I thought and that's what I always will when I start feeling it a little bit because there are certain aspects of you know building the brand and the marketing that I'll start feeling that that also is not a comfort zone for me and it'll start feeling drudgery and I'll look, I'll go, this is fun. This is why are you, why does it have to be drudgery? Like you're, this is your thing. You're doing your thing. This is for your, you and your future and finding the fun in yeah. that. And, and all of a sudden I'll be like, all right, let's go to WordPress and figure this settings thing out. <laughs> Absolutely. Is there one piece of advice you would give to incoming students that could help them to, you know, feel more comfortable in the class or to really take advantage of what it has to offer? Definitely um, take the time to do it. If you feel like you don't have the time, you and I know we hear this all the, all the time about you can make the time. We can figure it out if it's important. And it is important because you as a future student are important. 
and who you are is important. And it, you know, the nothing less than the stake of our future together as a community is um, is is rooted in in you making that commitment to yourself. So I think it's just having the the gumption to know what you have to say is really compelling and really necessary in the world and believing that first for yourself. Woo. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what I I think is so important. That's why that's kind of going back to the digital detoxing. That's what kills me about this is that I feel I see us all losing ourselves into these things, these portals and these devices, and, and we are losing ourselves to each other. And, and that, you know, so your, your work in this school is so important as more and more women um, connect with what they have to say, because it is all very necessary. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Kelsey. If people want to follow you and learn more about your work, how can they find you online? Well, thank you again for asking, Angela. Uh, as I referenced earlier, uh, I'm a bit in transition now, so the best place to find me is on Facebook, Kelsey Flynn. I'm the one uh, that's in Northampton, Mass. Last I checked, there were like 57 Kelsey Flynn oh. on Facebook. There's I probably don't... more now. <laughs> Do you have a Kelsey you Flynn think? Facebook group? or <laughs> No. <laughs> I could. That's my future, and that's going to be fun. Uh <laughs> No, but I, you know, I'm the one, it's like there's pictures of uh, me with uh, children and my wife, Jamie. Usually my profile photo is of um, us sitting on a divan in a field of ferns with a deer antler. Yeah. (laughs) Really glad you brought that up. Um, I've been meaning to ask you about that for about a year. So can we, can you give a quick? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What's that about? (laughs) For sure. Um, yeah, that's a lot of fun. We we have this um, great friend of ours who is up in Ashfield, Dree Rawlings, who opened up the Ashfield Lake House or took it over about a year ago with her husband, and uh, they're awesome. And she also used to have a line of clothes. Um, she was a clothing designer, and she would do this fun thing, like a couple of times a year when she had a new line. She would ask me and Jamie and, like, a few other um, couples, uh, married women couples, because it was a woman line, to like do crazy photo shoots in crazy places in Ashfield. And so that was, uh, that's from a while back, but I just love that picture a lot because it was a fun time because it usually would just be, okay, we're going to be at a golf course. Kelsey, you're going to be smoking a cigar and bring the baby. <laughs> And that would, and we would just have a lot of fun. So it's left over from one of those photo shoots um, from a while ago. So. That's great. Well, I think that's it's a good enough great. reason for people to go find you on Facebook just to see that image. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then just uh, and and drop a line. Yeah. I like talk. I like making new friends. Yeah. And I call them real friends. I mean, we became friends, Angela. It's really easy. I know. We became friends in like friends. seven minutes over. Some we chips. did. We really did. That's <laughs> a Phoenix house. <laughs> so I, I look forward to, to to talking with folks. But thank you, Angela. Thank you. You're doing just 
really important work in the world right now and and forever anyway but there's such a a, a calling for people to connect with their callings and yeah. for you to give people a place to um really figure that out practice it have the the safety and um support that you need to do something that's scary it doesn't happen enough and you are doing it well, thank so you thank it does it feels like the most important work i've ever done and i feel so lucky to get to share it with women all over the world especially you because it's been so great getting to know you better through the school well thanks same here All right, that does it for our first installment of Tales from the Speaker School. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I know I enjoyed reconnecting with these ladies who are out there doing something important and making a difference in the world. If you have any interest in signing up for the Speaking School for Women, registration opens today. Today. I wanted to sing that. And you can go check out the webpage. It's AngelaLucier.us. That is my website. You click on Speaking School and you'll get all the information about how it works and what you'll learn. And you'll see all the payment options at the bottom. So right now, um, a couple of the spots are already reserved, but we have room. I'm going to try to keep it at 12 students this time so I can give everyone my undivided attention. So if you're thinking about registering, I would say do that sooner rather than later because the spots do go quickly. And if you have any questions about how the speaking school works or if it's for you, please do, do not hesitate to email me, Angela at AngelaLucier.us. I am the instructor, the creator, and your biggest fan. So I hope that you'll check it out. And I want to again thank my sponsor, McNally Communications. You can say it better. They'll show you how. And you can find out more at McNallyCommunications.com. All right, everybody, I'll be back next week with installment number two of Tales from the Speaking School, and I will be interviewing three more women. You'll hear from Sandra Costello, Mindy Rodenberg, and Don Powell Morris. Until then, you guys, stop waiting, start creating. See you next time.